0: Happy days, happy days, how are you?
1: How are you, my dear friend? Happy days, happy life, happy month, right? Happy
0: month, happy month. Quick, quickly, quickly escaping month. Correct. But things are great, things are great Uh, on my end. I trust they're the same with you. And I want to just publicly, once again, congratulate you on an amazing inaugural event that you, you not only crafted in your mind, but also produced and executed at a high, high, high level. And I'm talking about the Hispanic Heritage Signature Luncheon that you spearheaded uh, here in Orlando at the Citrus Club, one of the great venues of our city. So I want to give you kudos for that. Congratulations for that. And I want us to talk about why the event, how, how it came about, and why should anybody care that this happened? Because to me it's a big deal and it's one of many to come. So tell me what how this how this thing came about.
1: Wow, well, before we would deep dive, like I'm getting goosebumps. I don't know if you guys can 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 see it. And and thank you because uh you know and everybody knows that you're one of the people here in the Orlando business landscape that I respect and I think of highly and You were one of the first when I came into this community that told me something that stuck in my mind that you said when we were talking, you said, when you know, when you are successful. No, you step back and say, like, you are going to be successful. And I was like, why would this stranger tell me this? And (laughs) success, it's different for everyone. But for me, success, it's to bring people up as you climb. So thank you for that, kudos, and this was a a whole effort, but how did this start, to answer your question? For those who know me, and for those who don't, um, for me, my greatest motivator is when someone tells me that something is not possible. (laughs) That will fire me up like you have no idea. And I don't know in other cities, but I will speak for Orlando, which is where I am. Um, And especially at the Citrus Club, um, there was this conversation, silent conversation going that um, the representation of the Hispanic community, because we all know our city beautiful and now unbelievably real, that's the, the new motto of our city. We talk about diversity, we talk about inclusion, we talk about all the heritage, because we're not just a melting pot. I believe that we're more like a salad, where everyone is a different ingredient, but when we come together, it's a really flavorful thing. Um, we we do not see that representation. We talk about it. Mm-hmm. Those are really nice and fancy words that are used in different companies, but where do we see it? So that's how it started, Um, especially at a venue as the Citrus Club, where we needed to have that conversation because it's uh, it's a place where business takes place here in our city. But where are we? Where are we being visible? So that's where we had that conversation with the board of directors at the Citrus Club, which I want to thank them because this was one of the biggest things that needed to happen in order to make this event as a success It, it was. Let's open the door. Let's showcase and say that, OK, we are here. We are forced to be reckoned with. We are contributing to the society and we're not going anywhere.
0: 100%. Unlikely, we're
1: going to keep growing more and more. So they said, yes, let's do that because we just do not want to be a, a club that says, but that shows that this is what we are. Our mission is to bring people from different walks, paths of life, um, included. And succeeding to tell those stories, oftentimes in media, and correct me if you see something different, when we talk about our community, about our Hispanic community, we do not see the best of the best. Most of what you see in media, it's negative news, not the right representation. And that's why we need to change the narrative. And we need to create those spaces where we can showcase this. So that was pretty much the reasoning behind this event. One, telling me that it was not possible. Oh, I'll show you how it's done. (laughs) Two, to show the great representation that exists and oftentimes doesn't have the platform to be showcased, showcased. And three, to position also our city as a beacon for all the Hispanic community that wants to come here and create business, that it's possible and the doors are open. That was pretty much the third. And I would like to put a wild card there to recognize that people that has already paved the path for people like me, you to come, and us also to leave that as a legacy for the future generations. I guess that it it was like four instead of three. Yeah.
0: There are many reasons to do what you did and what you have done. Uh, and, and there are many reasons why people have said maybe next year in the past that, that they need to really take the, the leap. And what's, what's important what, to me, what was most important about this event, because let's, let's frame this. This happened during Hispanic Heritage Month. Correct. It happened in a venue that is not exactly known for being uh, Latino-centric or Latino-inclusive. Not saying that they're exclusive but they're not having been intentional about including Latino representation and programming, membership, et cetera. It's a business club. It's a business organization that has a footprint, a national footprint that happens to have a very thriving uh, location and, and venue and club, as they call them, here in the city beautiful in Orlando. So, so what made it significant for me, number one, is that I knew you were behind it or in front of it, and it was going to be good. So from that perspective, I knew there was going to be already a, a good thing. The 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 really satisfying and gratifying part of the experience for me personally, and for those who uh, I, I share the experience with, you know, we sat together and and we went through this experience together, is that it it, it went against a lot of the. Um, the preconceived notions and perceptions of what makes an event successful, uh, uh, an event su- like this one successful. Number one, a lot of people say, "Well, there's a lot of events going on for the, this period of four weeks." That is true. So, right. why would you create another event? And 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 what do you expect to gain out of that? So that what you did it, it was successful. It was over capacity. It was oversold, really. And and uh, I know there were some last minute additions. increase capacity to the event so that that goes against the grain right there and and how do you make that happen is because it's a high quality event that is different from what's out there do you do you agree with that
1: I i want to add something to that because um i know that people were not able to go into the room because originally the event was for 50 people but the 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 reception of the community of the business community and all the chambers was like so big that it, it, this became bigger than I thought it would be. This was just a little girl from Ecuador that would have never thought that this was possible until it, she was told that it wasn't possible. Oh, well, how it's done. So, and, and for them to, two a week, week and a half before the day of the event to be told we're sold out. I had people calling me Joe, um, I'm calling there and they say that they cannot give me a spot because it's sold. I was like, what? Wait. And we need to have that conversation. This is good. And we had to amp it up to 70 people. And it was packed. You were there. Nobody told you. There was no seat to be left. You know, I even had to be standing up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there was like nowhere to be seated. But that that's good. That's good. That's good because it shows that this is not just another event and, and it should never be like, oh, there are so many events so we don't need one more. We need always one more.
0: Well, I think that, that it's, somebody told me yesterday, as a matter of fact, I was having lunch and this person said, uh, "You know, under the context of the Latino community, right? Because we're, we're used to this. And he says, it, it's very easy, adding an 11th seat to a 10 person table is very easy for us to do. He was talking about different contexts, right? Like there's, Correct. you know, board directors, and there's ten seats on the board of directors. But we need, you know, to make space for proper represent- representation of the board of directors. It's very easy, and we do it all the time to add that eleventh seat. So, so that's that's what happened in your event. It was a fantastic event. So number one is another event. No, it wasn't another event. It was a unique event with its own legs to stand on, right? So that was the first thing. The second thing for me. is, I hear this over and over again. Yeah, that sounds good, but it's downtown. You know what a hassle it is to go downtown uh, at at lunchtime or just before lunchtime, weekday? Yes, it is a hassle sometimes, but people, that did not stop people. Why? Because of big enough reasons to, to be there. The third thing is, okay, now I'm in downtown now. Where do I park? You know, that, that, the, all these little yes. mental blocks that we, limiting beliefs, right? That, that we tell each other when we don't want As to do something. Ifs, but buts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so people, all those things were dim, uh, dismissed. And the reason that people decide to go to an event when there are 30 other things that they could be doing that day and throughout the month, the reason that they, they paid to go to this event, this is not a free event. The reason that they chose to go downtown when most people do not want to go downtown weekday, lunchtime, the people don't want to deal with parking. So I have several people, if, if, including some of our friends, they Uber there. They ride share there because they didn't want to deal with any of the stuff, which is fine. The point is, the point I'm trying to make is when the event is positioned the right way to highlight the right people, to to be intentional about where it's going to be taking place and the content that's going to be delivered and the people who are going to recognize when that is intentional and is in a way and is presented in a way that is unique, all those BS excuses go away. You know, as you could tell by the room that it was it yes. was full. <laughs> Yes, yes,
1: yes, yes, and and I totally agreed, and that's the part where I, I and here I'm gonna always talk about my passion, which you know, it's branding, brand management, and, and PR. You just nailed it. That's it. Often, and I was told, "Hey, now you can put yourself in your resume, event uh, connoisseur or master." I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, no, I'm not an event organizer by all means, because." I, I'll take my hat off for people that focus on that because that you, you and I had hosted workshops together and we know that it takes a, a tribe. It, you mm-hmm. cannot do it on your own. However, um, that's what brand management and, and good brand management, PR and marketing efforts, it's all about because the message that we put out there, it wasn't about politics. It wasn't about Johanna's Best Friends Club. Or Antonio's best Friends Club. It wasn't about, oh, all these big companies and and what's not. It was about community, uplifting inspiration, and connecting and showing that us as Hispanics, we can do amazing, big, great things. And they need to be showed out there and we need to celebrate that. We need to embrace our heritage. One of the pain points that we were discussing at the... Because we had a discussion panel, remember? Yeah. And uh, Nadia Garzón, which is the CEO, uh, founder of Descolonizarte Theater, uh, the first and biggest uh, Hispanic-owned and run um, theater company here in Orlando, that when we move or we are Hispanics born here and raised in in the United States, we get to ask to get stripped out of our heritage, to do not use our accent or, you know, don't say like where you're from so you can adapt yourself to the status quo. But what she invited us to do, and I thought it was beautiful for her to say, that's why she's successful in what she does, It's that use that because that's your your uniqueness. That's what makes you stand out from everyone else. And that's what's going to make you be a representation for other people to come when before, in her case, as in the arts. uh, Yeah, Hispanics uh, roles, what were gardener, drug dealer, all the bad representations. And she refused to do that and jump into more something that would be of a better use and uh, disability for, for the future. Do that. Do not get stripped of your heritage. Embrace it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uplift it and elevate it. Um, another member of our discussion panel, which was Luis Martinez Alicea from the City of Orlando, he was touching, touching the points about community, how it's important to, yes, stay within our Hispanic community, but still connect with what's out there, with the resources that are available and 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 learn and grow. Also, Gabi Ortigoni from the president of the Hispanic Chamber was talking about in business how important it is to connect with your community, too, but also embrace the way that business is done here in the United States. Because you cannot come with the mindset from how it used to be in your country and implement it here. You need to find that happy medium. And as a as a chamber of commerce, one of the biggest and successful here in Orlando they are a go-to place to to be at. I don't know if you remember, but the moderator was the VP of News for Univision Orlando, uh, Giancarlo Cifuentes. He was also a very pivotal part because he touched questions that are very thought-provoking on how to balance that heritage and implement it in all of the paths of of the, the business landscape, the family landscape, which is very important for us. Even we touched a little bit about um, immigration. So... Mm-hmm. These were like discussions and conversations that oftentimes do not take place. And if they do, they tend to be controversial. But correct me if if I'm wrong, but the way that I felt it, it was like, okay, this is where we are. Let's create an uplifted environment and move the discussions forward with respect and professionalism, which it's not usually the way that it's conducted. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, uh, Antonio.
0: I think it was very important to have the, the combination of, uh, of uh, I want to call it modules or, 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 or activities that happened during this event. And yes. you're highlighting one of them, which is this panel discussion about, you know, the state of our economy, the state of our Latinidad, the state of our Latino business owners in Central Florida, et cetera. And what I liked about this, just as you eloquently shared, is the diversity of the panelists, right? Different, different um, backgrounds, different ethnicities, different number of years in the U.S., uh, different perspective, and, and what I what I appreciated about that panel. And again, the panel is not designed to to say things that everyone's going to agree with in the audience. Correct. Right? Yes. So I will tell you transparently, there are some things that were said that I was absolutely 180 degrees away from them, but that doesn't mean that I, need, I don't need to hear it. It doesn't yes. mean that that I don't need to process that. Because we all have different uh, points of perspective. But what I enjoyed about it is that um, it was similar to what you and I do. It was a public conversation that usually takes care, takes place in private. So it was a public discussion and conversation that was in public. And it was done in a professional way, it was done in a positive way, not about negativity. Or all the things that are going wrong, but the things that are happening for us that could make things even better tomorrow. Yes. So, so, so that that worked out really, really well, and and I think was a it was a, a needed um, part of the program, a needed part of the program to bring that this this different perspectives and and put people to think and think in a in a in a creative and positive way, correct. While we're gathered, because over seventy uh, Latino. Uh, leaders, uh, Central Florida Latino leaders, were in the room. So, and they're not all business owners, they're not all corporate people, they're not all, I mean, there's media people, there's educators, there's arts, uh, business entrepreneurship, uh, corporate people, uh, civic leaders. So, so it, politicians, there were some politicians there too, yes. you know, elected officials. Politicians
1: that would have not been in the same room together yeah. unless... You know, we created exactly. this environment for them, which was like for me. Wow.
0: It's, exactly. Yeah. No. And, and that's that need is a conversation in public. It's one of these things that need to be said. It was done the right way. It was done professionally. It was done with empathy. It was done with understanding. It was done with care and intention. You yes. know, And it, I think everyone should walk out of there better for it. And I, I did. And I hope that the other 69 or 70 people did as well.
1: Yes, yes, correct. And and to touch into the people that also collaborated to make this possible, because like I said, this is not Johanna's show. This was a collaborative effort with different enterprises. Mm-hmm. Univision Orlando, when we talked about it, they, they were, yes, yes, and yes. This is what we want because we're about community and we want to uplift and share the That's what we want. We want to be a resource for people and, and our community so they can be visible and represented. And they said yes. And I was like, awesome. <laughs> um, the Orlando Philharmonic, thank you, guys. I, I, I here have my, my mug. <laughs>
0: um,
1: <laughs> I'm betraying my own mug for, for this week because, like, it's, isn't this beautiful? They were like, yes, because they want to bridge that gap. Because oftentimes we think, oh, Philharmonic, this is like two high level arts. No, it's not. Guys, the VP of of the Orlando Philharmonic is a woman and Hispanic. Their scholarship for this year was awarded to a couple from Costa Rica. They brought them from there. They're the ones that are inspiring and they're uplifting. I believe that of the musicians are Hispanic, so we are there, and they recognize it, and they want to bridge that gap that our community to be there at the concerts, they have amazing things going on. Unfortunately, they're not visible, but now with this type of events, we show a light to them, and... They can get to be bigger and better. Bally Bank, which is a, a bank that it's not just in Florida, but it's in in New, New York, New Jersey. It's like around like a few states here in the U.S. They also said, yes, we're on board because we know and understand the importance and the impact of the Hispanic community. And they supported us with the award ceremony because we awarded some people. I would like you to touch about that because you nominated a few people and it, it was, wow, there's a lot of people that needs to be represented and recognized, but we only had to select six, but it doesn't mean that in the upcoming years we're not. So yes, this is a community effort and you just need to build it and it'll come.
0: <laughs> no, nah, I don't know about that. I think we build it and promote the heck out of it and they come.
1: That's where I step in. You need to promote something that is of great value, that it's worth being out there. I'm going to be your first cheerleader and I'm going to bring you all the people that needs to be up there.
0: Yeah. If it's a line, we promote the heck out of it. And that's what, and that's what all the, so many other uh, uh, um, events don't do as well as they anticipate is because they were not promoted the right way and they were not... You know, the, the, the perception, perception of value was not there. That's really it. It's not that people yes. don't need these kinds of uh, opportunities to highlight organizations, to highlight professionals who are doing amazing things in the community and to create the space where those relationships can take the next step. You're not going to build a relationship at an event like this, but it's the next step. It could be the first step. But it can also be the next step. So, uh, the other the other part of this this event that that was a highlight, right, is that you your committee or or the event highlighted the accomplishments of six individuals in in the in the area, Central Florida area, for different things. We have professionals. We had uh, in in the in the business world. We had individuals who have lived a life of service and legacy we have individuals who are just making more making an impact um, in in their area of influence so I, I will tell you that I was super super happy and grateful and and very very um what's the word gosh it, it was i don't know what the word is I'll come back to it. I don't know what the word is, but it felt good that yeah. I saw, you know, Lissette Valarino, who I've known for many, many years, and we have worked together on several projects and organizations, get the 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 Legacy Award, you know. And I'm not going to say the right word for the award, you know, because I don't know if it was the Legacy Award, but, you know, she yeah. was honored for a lifetime of contribution, not only as a businesswoman, not only as a government uh, employee for many years, a local government employee, but also as as a as a as a woman of the arts. I mean that she she's done a lot in the arts to bring Latinos to different uh, venues that we perceive to be uh, not welcoming of us or not open to us. So I was very happy to see her being highlighted. Of course my our friend, you know Pedro Turushina, vice president of Hispanic Chamber of Commerce in Metro Orlando. He's a young up-and-comer. I mean, he is, he's the guy who is over-indexing in a lot of things that I was doing at his age. Let's just say that.
1: Oh, yes, yes. So yes.
0: so he's a great example of what's possible. He's a great example of what's possible. And and he he does a great job of not only leading in his current role, but also attracting that younger entrepreneurial demographic to spaces like, this launch in spaces like the chamber, so it's fantastic. You know, Luis Martinez, Luis Martinez Alisea, you know, director of, uh, of multicultural, uh, multicultural affairs, I guess, at yeah, City it's of Orlando. It's a long title.
1: No, I mean, it's I a very
0: long title. Yeah, I mean, but it's a lot of work, so that you get a long title yeah, when it's a lot of work.
1: He executes every single one of them at the best capacity and even like over capacity. Because here's the thing: some people might say, "Yeah, but that's their job." Yes, but there are people that exceed their job and you can see it, you can feel it, that it's not just that position that they're fulfilling. There's a higher purpose behind it.
0: Yeah. So, you know, he he, he does a lot and it's not just, people forget that his role is not just the Latino community, it's the multicultural community yes. at large. He happens to be Boricua, Puerto Rico, and he happens to have a natural market and affinity towards Latinos of every stripe. But he handles; he serves all multicultural communities, or oh, his office does. So those are three that I remember. There was a um, tell me tell me about the uh, the artist, the artistic side of of this uh, uh, class of honorees. You, you yes. talked about Nadia. Bring bring her up again. Just just talk a little bit about her.
1: Yes, Nadia was part of the panel discussion, and um, like I said, she's. A successful and highly achieved actress, voiceover. You probably have heard her in a few of the many, you know, things that we've uh, that ha- are happening in the community. And her approach was very, very significant, as she shared how difficult it is to become a successful and never give up individual in the arts especially because there's this, this conception that oh arts do not pay arts you uh, you're gonna like you know starve from it because it's not conducive it's not serious but yeah. for her yeah it's it's been one of the things that she loves so much and especially to connect it with your community and bridge that gap fantastic it was great uh, one of the awardees uh, was Priscilla which she is originally from Brazil. She Mm -hmm. started her own uh, marketing agency here in Orlando over 15 years ago. You know how hard it is to have a successful business over 15 years?
0: I do. I do how hard that is.
1: I do. And not only to to have it, but successfully run it. She's also very well involved in the arts. She is the one that is the first women and Hispanic VP of the Orlando Philharmonic, which is something that needs to be recognized. And that is why now the Philharmonic, it's seeing that it's imminent to have more presence of the Hispanic. That's why when you said there's always room for that 11th (laughs) seat, well, she's not just in the seat. She's in the throne. She yeah. made her way up there. And she's also an active board director at the Citrus Club, also being the only Hispanic women there. So those things are pivotal. We also had Carlos Guillermo Smith, who also was a Florida representative, but not just from that seat, but when we had the polls. um you know, events that happened a few years ago, he was a pivotal part of supporting the survivors, the the families of those who didn't survive and spearhead the efforts of bringing the community in. And that's why now Orlando is one of the friendliest cities for LGBTQ plus communities here in, in the world. In the world, and he's also been very key in the arts, bringing over, I think it was over $24 million towards the arts here in Central Florida. Something that was never done before and especially by a Hispanic person. So that needs to also be recognized. And Hazel Ortiz, a fellow uh, Boricuan of That's yours That's what too. I was missing, yeah. Yes, from Univision, Orlando. She's former Miss Puerto Rico, but then she moved to Orlando and she's very pivotal in our community, such as um, Pedro, Turusina from the Hispanic Chamber, that it's connecting everyone, that it's also engaging in those conversations about what it is to be Hispanic. She's a TV host of Contigo Univision, where she always invites people in the community to talk about those things, those conversations that do not take place in in public, and provides all the resource for our fellow immigrants or Hispanic community to thrive and succeed. And this is a young lady that is doing fantastic things and always open to communicate with the, with the community. Yeah. So those efforts need to be recognized, my friend. I mean, they cannot go unseen.
0: Hundred percent, and those were six examples. Doesn't mean they are the only examples, but they are. Correct. These are the first six that were highlighted uh, at this event. So, congratulations again for doing that. Because those uh, those individuals are you know very well, very deserving of the recognition, and I, and I know none of them do it for the recognition, but yes. it's, it's, I know that it's appreciated when it happens, and uh, so it needed to be highlighted. It's their great stories. To share with the community and it's just like the arts just like um, any other type of aspirational uh, venue or opportunity that we're looking for as a community we need to see ourselves represented and they do a good job of being that representation in their roles and the fact that we have an event that highlights that that exposes our community to what is possible so congrats again for an amazing event. I, I think it's you, you hit it out of the park. I know that next year is going to even be better. And um, I don't know what else to say. I think it's if you missed it, you missed it, but you can't afford to miss it next year.
1: Correct, correct. And like I said at the event, we're not Hispanics just from September 15th to October 15th. We are Hispanics at 365 days of the year, 24-7, and be a good Hispanic. Be the Hispanic, <laughs> the Hispanic that you want to see up there.
0: 100%. Listen, this is our time. Look, yes. l- Lucky to, to be alive in this time. Yes. And uh, congrats again. I think uh, we covered everything. Did we not cover everything about the event? Not the highlights. It's hard to compress a 90-minute yes. event in a couple of minutes. Yes. But uh, anything else you'd thank like to you. add?
1: And thank No, I want to thank you for joining and supporting and always being there and being the good Hispanic, being a good representation. Not to say that they're bad Hispanics. It's just that being a positive <laughs> representation of what our community is. Thank you. Thank, thank you, my friend. Thank
0: you. I appreciate that. Well, my friend, thank you for everything. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your friendship. And uh, let's go to work.
1: Yes. Bye. Thank <laughs> <sighs>